2: LOCKED ON PODCAST NETWORK AND ODYSSEY PRESENT LOCKED ON TODAY.
3: THE PITTSBURGH STEELERS HAVE REPLACED BIG BEN. WELL, MAYBE. IS DESHAUN WATSON HEADED TO THE SAINTS? PLUS, WHAT WILL THE 5-12 UPSET BE THIS YEAR? I'M PETER Bukowski, STARTING YOUR DAY WITH THE STORIES YOU NEED TO KNOW AND the BIGGEST DEBATES IN SPORTS. YOU'RE LOCKED ON TODAY. Searching all major sports.
1: Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The NFL
3: just won't stop having quarterback news. On the first day of the tampering period, the Pittsburgh Steelers agree in principle to bring in former Bear starter Mitch Trubisky. Joining me now from Lockdown Steelers, it's Chris Carter. And Chris, you've been on the show multiple times explaining that when it comes to Pittsburgh's quarterback situation, they are not going to take the big swing for Deshaun Watson, for Aaron Rodgers, for Russell Wilson. This is something less than that. How would you describe this move for Pittsburgh?
0: This is along the lines of what I thought they were going to do all along. Just you know, Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewater—you name a journeyman quarterback that's floating around the NFL. That's what they were going to go with. They know that this team is not a quarterback away. Like if you if they traded away, uh, you know, three first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a, and a starter for Deshaun Watson. They wouldn't be any closer to winning a Super Bowl right now because he would sure lift them up a little bit, but they would be still need to replenish their offensive line, their defense at cornerback, uh, strong safety, a lot of other positions they need to shore up. Those things wouldn't be able to be done if you trade away all the picks. That's why I've said all along their best move right now, especially with this upcoming quarterback draft class that I'm not too sure about, was to get a journeyman quarterback, see if a quarterback falls to you if he doesn't. You go and h- handle other your business in other positions and maybe get a quarterback later in the draft. You bring four arms to camp, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, Mitch Trubisky, and a random rookie. You let them battle out, but this team next year has to be about defense and running the ball. We'll see what they do on the offensive line.
3: So if if they're not competitors, if they're not true Super Bowl contenders, why do anything? Why pay just for baseline
0: competency? They want to compete. The Steelers have always believed. They never believed in in tanking. That's nothing. That's something that they always say, like, hey, we want to be able to compete and grow from something. Because a lot of times when you do fight to compete, you do find something. That's something that happened over a lot of the Bill Cowher years when they weren't great and they weren't going to win the Super Bowl. But in like in the early 2000s, they found the base of the defense that start, that became the format that became the mid-2000s Steelers defense that won two Super Bowls. And there were plenty of people that said, you know what, pack it in. They're not winning a Super Bowl with Cordell Stewart. They're not doing, just trade away all your assets, rebuild, and hit the hope you hit the lottery. But one thing I've always said. Hitting the lottery is not a retirement plan. That's not something that you can bank on. And the Steelers don't plan on doing that. So what they're trying to do is say, hey, we'll get a comparable quarterback. You know, see what Mitch Trubisky's got. He's a former first-round pick. See what he's got. If he doesn't work out, oh, well, you spent two. You, you, you bought him with a two-year contract. Next year, you could go get your quarterback anyways, which I still think has been the plan all along for the Steelers. That's why they're making their moves now. Though I am curious because so far, their only offensive lineman they've signed so far is re-signing Chikuma for at offensive of tackle, and Mason Cole, former Viking and Cardinal, but he's a guy that can play either center or guard, looking like more of a starting right guard, backup center, which means their state should still be in play for Tyler Linderbaum or Zion Johnson.
3: Deshaun Watson wants to be on the move in Houston. Are the Saints his next destination? Next.
1: Now, here's what you need
2: to be Locked On today.
3: The Milwaukee Bucks and the Utah Jazz have entered Monday night with 42 wins. So what game?
4: Drew Holiday's fourth quarter, Magic. Too much for the Utah Jazz in a fabulous game at Vivint Arena as the Bucks win their seventh of eight. The Jazz fall to the Bucks. David Locke of Locked On Jazz. The Utah Jazz hit 10 first quarter, three-point shots, But cold second and fourth quarter shooting going five of 20 in the second quarter and six of 20 in the fourth quarter prevented them from a victory against the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks. Donovan Mitchell goes one of eight in the fourth quarter. He goes three of 15. In the second half on its way to a 10-of-32 shooting night as the Jazz played without Boyan Bogdanovich, their other 20-point-a-game scorer. Giannis had 30, and Drew Holiday was the fourth-quarter hero with 11 fourth-quarter points for the Bucs. Jazz will play the Chicago Bulls next as the Bucs now move into second in the East. For more on this, go to Locked On Jazz and the Locked On Podcast Now.
3: The NBA fined the Brooklyn Nets $50,000 on Monday for letting Kyrie Irving into their locker room during a game in which he was unable to play because he is not vaccinated against COVID-19. Have you heard that? Irving was a spectator at Barclays Center on Sunday sitting across from the Nets bench for Brooklyn's 110-107 victory over the New York Knicks. There is no longer a mandate that fans be vaccinated to enter the arena, but there is still one requiring it for someone who works there The Nets allowed Irving into the locker room, which is a work environment, thus violating the rules. If you think this all seems rather pedantic, you are correct. Still, it would be a lot easier if Kyrie Irving would just get vaccinated. The LA Chargers are giving former New England Patriots cornerback J.C. Jackson a lot of money.
1: Chargers head coach Brandon Staley told anybody who would listen that the Chargers were going to be looking at cornerbacks as long as he was the head coach of the team. What's up, guys? This is David Drugamire with the Lockdown Chargers podcast, and Brandon Staley finally gets his number one corner. The Chargers go out and sign the biggest free agent cornerback on the market, J.C. Jackson to a massive five year, $82.5 million contract. It's about $16.5 million per season. He gets over $40 million guaranteed. This is a big deal, but JC Jackson is definitely worth it. This is a guy who has 25 plus interceptions in his career, 17 in the last two seasons. And the Chargers have really struggled turning the football over, especially getting those INTs. So bringing a guy in who is known for that, who calls himself Mr. INT, is going to be a welcome sight. Adding to a defense who now has Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Khalil Mack, and now JC Jackson added to the fold.
3: The Atlanta Braves make a deal for a first baseman. Only problem is first base is where Freddie Freeman plays. Right, Jake Mastriani
0: of Locked On Braves? The Braves make a massive trade on Monday afternoon, acquiring first baseman Matt Olson from the Oakland Athletics. What does this mean for the Freddie Freeman and the Atlanta Braves? Is the Freddie Freeman error over in Atlanta shaking at the moment? Because I don't know how to handle these emotions. But on the surface, the Braves get a huge Big-time bat and defender in Matt Olson for presumably first base. The Braves give up a pretty good haul in the process with Shea Langaliers and Christian Pache heading over along with Ryan Cusick, first-round pick from last year, as well as Joey Estes. So a big prospect package for the Braves going to Oakland for Matt Olson, who appears to be the new first baseman of the Atlanta Braves. Cameron Smith was unflappable
3: at the players championship through 13 holes in the final round. Smith had only one par with a two stroke lead on the par three 17th hole and staring at an Island green. He delivered the boldest shot of his career when he punched out from under the trees and into the water on the closing hole. He never panicked Smith one putted eight of his final nine holes, including a birdie on the par three 17th and a three foot bogey putt after hitting into the water on the 18th that gave him a six under 66. For a one-shot victory over Anurban Lahiri of India. The Australian did it in front of his family, who he had not seen in two years because of COVID-19 protocol restrictions in the country. Here's what to look for on BetOnline, your number one spot for daily gambling needs. Let's look at the odds for the NCAA tournament. BetOnline likes Gonzaga at 4-1 to one to win the tourney right behind them. Kentucky at 6-1 to one and Arizona at plus 675. Bet Online has some other key names you may have heard of. Duke, ever heard of them? They're 11 to 1. Kansas, 14 to 1. Villanova, 22 to 1. Tennessee, 22 to 1. Iowa, 25 to 1. Texas Tech, 28 to 1. Bet Online, where the game starts.
2: Here is another story you need to know. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson
3: has narrowed down. His choices reportedly to the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints, which means a lot has happened since Friday when a grand jury decided not to indict him on criminal charges over sexual misconduct. He still has a pending civil litigation issue that he has to deal with, and yet NFL teams seem more than willing to pay whatever compensation Houston wants to get him. Joining me now to dig into all of this, Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints, who covers one of the teams in the final two list here. Ross, let's just catch everyone up here because it's it's gotten lost in the shuffle a bit with everything that's gone on in free agency. How did we get from Deshaun Watson not playing a full season for the Houston Texans to now he is courting suitors? Well, look, I I think that once those criminal cases did not lead to an indictment,
5: it opened the door for NFL teams to continue very likely doing their own homework behind the scenes, right? Getting their own sort of investigative information about everything that's going on in this situation. And they made them feel clearly comfortable enough to go out and pursue... This player that is going to have a complicated history and past for the rest of his career could potentially divide fan bases, but can he help a team win? Perhaps that's what's the most important part for these NFL franchises. And if that is the case, this is a grand opportunity for them to go out there and We saw Russell Wilson change teams. We saw Aaron Rodgers stay in Green Bay. We don't see superstar quarterbacks change teams very often. Deshaun Watson will be leaving the Houston Texans one way or another, and it seems that these NFL teams, for better or for worse when it comes to judgment, seem to feel that this is an opportunity for them to find a potentially franchise-altering quarterback.
3: Unfortunately, we have seen teams make these sorts of allowances in the past, the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger, multiple teams with Jameis Winston going back to his college days. In some ways, we have to set some of that aside to just talk about the mechanics of this year because this does have on-field football ramifications. I don't want to set it aside from a moral or ethical standpoint at all. I don't want to dismiss that part of the conversation. It's why we started with it. Mm -hmm. But it seems like he's going to be on the field in 2022. And it seems like the team you cover could be one of those franchises, could be the franchise that has Deshaun Watson. Why would the Saints take that leap?
5: I think for them, they're in a situation to where they've lost their you know longtime head coach a year after losing their longtime franchise quarterback in Drew Brees of course, Sean Payton being the head coach that's out. And then you know, you're in a situation now to where you're trying to keep this franchise afloat and competitive as best as possible up until Tom Brady returned to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what might be one of the shortest retirements we've ever seen. Uh, that a division ended up being pretty open. And so if you think about this opportunity to be able to compete within your division and find the quarterback that can help you do that, that's probably where the New Orleans Saints were thinking, right? You win the division, you go to the playoffs. So you try to build a team that's going to compete there. But is it going to be worth it is going to be the thing. And will he be on the field in 2022? That's another big question here because there's still 22 civil cases open in that litigation that you mentioned a moment ago that could still potentially lead to a suspension by the league because the court of the law and the court of the NFL are two separate entities and we've seen several times players not end up being indicted in the court of the law players not end up being charged in the court of law but still suspended for lengthy suspensions by the NFL due to a violation of the NFL's code of conduct so that could be another potential here that these teams including the New Orleans Saints would have to risk
3: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one today before a workout and it's the perfect thing to have before a workout. I I have the Built Bites before a workout and if I'm not going to have a meal for a while, I will have the full size Built Bars after a workout. If you guys haven't tried the Puffs, they are so good. They've changed the game in the protein bar world. Protein-infused marshmallow. Come on. What more do you need to know? Protein-infused marshmallow. These things taste unbelievable, and yet, they are high in protein, high in fiber. That's the expectation baseline. But they're also low in net carbs, low in sugar, low in calories. How do they do it? Fairy dust? I don't know. I'm telling you, they do it. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com to get 15% off your next order.
1: Agree or disagree. This is the cue of the day.
3: Now is the time to fill out your brackets. Join the locked on hosts at runyourpool.com slash locked on. After selection Sunday, our locked on hosts previewed the matchups across the bracket, and there's always one big question as everyone goes to fill out their bracket. Which 512 matchups will be the upset picks? Let's start with St. Mary's getting the best seed in school history.
6: Andy Patton here with the Locked On Zags podcast. And the WCC had multiple teams go dancing this year, including Randy Bennett's Gales of St. Mary's, who secured a program record number five seed in the East region, where they will go up against the winner between Indiana and Wyoming in a first four matchup. Bennett's team is a hallmark of what St. Mary's has been for the past decade. They play at a snail's pace, they are really hard to score on, they force a lot of turnovers, and they score at a highly efficient rate. Both Indiana and Wyoming will need to take great care of the basketball and find a way to stop Tommy Cousy and Matias Toss on the pick and roll if they have any chance of stopping this team. This is a team that many believe could advance into the Sweet 16 or even beyond if they can continue to play the way, the way that they have played
2: these last few games.
3: Next up, Iowa comes in on a roll after winning the Big Ten.
2: What's up, guys? My name is Jay Stevens, a contributor for the Locked on Big Ten podcast. And the Iowa Hawkeyes, the number five seed in the Midwest region of the NC2A tournament, are set to take on the number 12 seed in the Midwest region, the Richmond Spiders. What are some things Iowa needs to do to beat Richmond in the first round and then to move on to the second round of the Big Dance? Number one, Iowa needs to contain Tyler Burton, Grant Golden, and Jacob Gilliard. All three of these gentlemen for Richmond, they average at least 10 points per game. If one of them gets loose, it could be a long day for the Hawkeyes. Number two, Iowa needs to play their brand of basketball. It sounds simple, right? Because it is. Iowa, if they just play their brand of basketball, they're going to beat almost everybody in the country, including the Spiders. And then last but not least, Iowa cannot let the high of winning a share of the Big Ten regular season title and winning the Big Ten Conference Tournament Championship linger into the NCAA Tournament. Winning those previous championships and getting those trophies, it's great. It's an amazing feeling, but that's the past. This is a new tournament. This is a new day. You're playing for a new trophy. You can't let those highs linger into the big dance. I'm excited for March Madness, and I'm excited to watch Iowa and Richmond play the basketball very, very soon.
3: And the UConn Huskies are dangerous, but inconsistent. Could they be on upset watch?
5: This is Tyler Aki from the Locked On Podcast Network. The Yukon Huskies, the fifth seed in the West region, they will take on New Mexico State. The key to beating New Mexico State? Create yourself some transition opportunities. A team that is loose with the basketball can lead to a lot of Yukon points the other way. Not to mention the fact that the Huskies are the best offensive rebounding team in the country as well and are looking for a little bit of revenge after being knocked out in the first round last year by Maryland, and they're paced by their senior point guard, R.J. Cole, who has
6: been fantastic over the course of his Husky career.
3: Houston looks strong in capturing the AAC championship, but will they falter in the first round of the big dance?
6: Andy Patton here. Coach Kelvin Sampson continues to have great success with the Houston Cougars, who earned a number 5 seed in the South region where they will take on the UAB Blazers. Houston is a tough team to pin down as they feasted on lower-level competition in the American Conference, but didn't pick up many wins over teams that are participating in the field of 68. They lost to Wisconsin. They lost to Alabama. Their best win was a drubbing they put on Memphis in the Conference Championship, but it was the only time they beat them in three tries. UAB is a trendy upset pick here after going 27-7 and winning the Conference USA Tournament, and Jordan Walker is perhaps the best player in college hoops that folks have not heard of. Look for him to be a big difference maker in this one.
3: And finally, Scott Hall, one of the most influential men in the history of professional wrestling, died Monday, according to the WWE. He was 63. Hall, a two-time Hall of Fame inductee, broke his hip last month and had severe health complications during surgery to repair it over the weekend. Hall, nicknamed the bad guy, made his biggest mark in wrestling as a founding member of the group that would go down to be called... The New World Order, a.k.a.
0: N-W-O.
3: Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen. For your second listen, download Locked On Bats. All the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes. Coming up Wednesday, more dominos are sure to fall around the NFL, plus more bracket knowledge you need before the tournament. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.